0: This is Happiness Solved with America's happiness coach, Sandy Scarlatta. Hello, everyone, and welcome to today's episode. I am so happy you're here. Happiness Solved is dedicated to giving you content that is empowering, motivational, inspirational, and of course, a dose of happiness. It's my way to give back to the world and share other people's stories and wisdom. This thing called life can be challenging, and the stories that that are shared demonstrate that no matter what you have gone through, you can choose happiness. Before I introduce today's guest, I want to talk to you about shifting your perspective. This is so important because there are so many things that frustrate us or stress us out, and if we were able to shift our perspective of the situation, we would be so much happier. You see, we all have our own perspective which is the way we view the world. It's like the lens in which we see things. When we shift our perspective, it changes our perception of life. Our perception is the way we think about or understand someone or something, and it is also what we understand or interpret from our five senses. However, our perception is shaped by our past experiences, feelings, and thoughts. Think of it as looking at the glass half full or half empty. In short, when we change our perspective, it changes our perception, which in turn changes our beliefs and ultimately changes our reality. So change your perspective, change your life. It sounds simple, yet it can be very challenging for some to actually achieve. If you would like to learn more about this topic and how to work with me personally, please visit SandyScarlotta.com to schedule a free 15-minute call with me. And to get access to a free digital copy of my book, Happiness Solved, I also invite you to join my growing community by texting me at 703 420 3472 to receive daily inspirational messages. Again, that number is 703 420 3472. Thank you for listening today, and I hope you enjoyed today's interview. Today's guest is Corey Jones. Corey is the founder of Untapped, the London based social media agency for ambitious brands. Since its launch in 2016, Untapped has worked on content, strategy, and advertising with clients around the world, including Virgin Startup, NatWest, Kawasaki Engines, and Omaze. The really cool thing about Corey is that in 2018, she was nominated Female Entrepreneur of the Year by TMC. Corey is going to share with us some really great advice on entrepreneurship, especially being a female entrepreneur. So, this is really great information, and you don't want to miss it. Hello, Corey. It's so great to have you today. We've, I've been waiting for this for so long. How are you?
1: I'm good thank you so lovely to be here
0: thanks for having me oh yeah I love your accent I tell you it's like
1: (laughs) (laughs) well thanks (laughs) I have a good friend
0: of mine we've been friends for many many years we we coached skating together years ago and her name is Daphne and I I can never say her name without trying to put that accent accent in you know but I I, I'm the the worst (laughs) trying to do an accent <laughs> but I my
1: American accent would be equally terrible, so I don't blame you.
0: <laughs> I find it really amazing. What was it? Um, the um, it was the Twilight series.
1: Oh yeah,
0: and the star of that, Robert. What's his last name? I, 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 yeah, he's he's from London.
1: He's yeah, from not London, too far from where I grew up, actually. Yeah,
0: and I saw him on an interview, and I'm like, he's
1: British. <laughs> my gosh (laughs) he does an American accent in basically everything though doesn't he He does I can't think of where he's done it the only time I think he's done a UK accent is accent is um Harry Potter when he plays Cedric Diggory and that's very British but everything else he just went straight to an American accent
0: yeah and I find it so fascinating that that Mm. so many Brits can do it so well
1: I'm not one of them (laughs) (laughs) otherwise I would be an actress (laughs)
0: All right, so Corey, I always like to ask people. Everybody has a story on how we got to where we are today. What is your story? What? How did you get to to where you are today?
1: My story is that I uh, graduated uni having studied English, which people would always say to me it doesn't open any specific doors but it doesn't close any either so it's not you know something like medicine where you know you're going to be a doctor I, I just knew I wanted to do something to do with writing and I kind of fell into marketing and was working in nine-to-five jobs managing social media for various different organizations and they were quite slow-moving organizations where there's a ton of different stakeholders and um social is just the opposite of that. It's so fast moving and i'd always be suggesting and pitching different ideas for stuff we could do and i'd always come up against this wall of you know well, we've never done it that way before so and, and there was just a lot of tension um with with how that was working so i by some kind of happy accident was introduced to someone who needed social media help for their startup and I already had my job and it was kind of friend of a friend. So I thought, sure, let me help out with this on, you know, evenings and weekends. And it was very casual. I don't think we really had a proper contract in place. It was like a tiny, tiny hourly rate because I just thought this will be something fun to do alongside my job. And that actually turned out to be a lot more fun than the nine to five that I was doing. So when I had a couple of those under my belt and I'd worked with a couple of people part time, I... Left working for someone else and went freelance, um, which has now led to uh, six years later running the agency that I've got today.
0: And it's called Untapped. I love that right behind is, you.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're Untapped. We work on um, social media content strategy and advertising for brands that feel very overwhelmed with social media. We're here to help that.
0: So. When you said that there was tensions, how did you handle, you know, from an entrepreneurial perspective, how do you handle when you're having those those tensions with your customers or, you know, situations that you run into?
1: Hmm. I mean, it's something that happens so often, isn't it, as an entrepreneur or someone working with clients or customers? Um, I try hard and we can train the team on preempting some of those situations so i think by really listening to the client that you're working with and really getting to know them at quite a deep level you can get to the stage where you know um x person won't like that piece of work because they really value this thing and and we need to do it that way um So that's one thing I'd say, try and sort of preempt these things from happening in the first place, because often it's something that kind of snowballs and and could have been snipped in the bud sooner. Um, And then secondly, just getting really used to having conversations that perhaps aren't the most pleasant, happy ones all the time, but actually that you can be quite honest and frank with people and get to that kind of win-win scenario where um, they're feeling happy and also you've got out of it what you wanted, I think often we can find confrontation to be just a hundred percent negative thing, but then actually there's so much valuable feedback that you get from those moments too. So if you can try and view it that way, I think it's really helpful. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And then, you know, you mentioned your team, just by training them to, you know, do the research, do the groundwork so that you can avoid any necessary, any unnecessary conflict or tension with your clients. Yeah. yeah,
1: exactly, because that's the dream, that it doesn't even happen in the first place.
0: <laughs> right. So you've had some very uh, high-profile clients. So, so what are some of yeah, the, the clients yeah, that you've worked with?
1: We've worked with a whole range of, of people. When we first started, it was much smaller startups with um, very small budgets, like I said, because those are the easiest people to get buy-in from. That You know, if there's one or two people in the business, um, it's not as much of a long sales process to, to try and win the project so um, we've worked with some really interesting kind of growing startups and then also some larger businesses like uh, Kawasaki Engines, NatWest, uh, Omaze, we do some mentoring and training with Virgin Startup which is always a really fun one because they have so many cool businesses going through their program that you get to work with people who are maybe small now but then in like two three years time you'll hear the name or see it on you know a train advert yeah that's that's those people so yeah a mix of big and small but um I think it's always such a pleasure any business owners or any kind of passionate team that we work with social media is something that does cause so much aggravation for people internally that we always whatever part of that sort of business journey we play it's always so much fun to get involved and help out with what they're doing
0: so you've worked with bbc and the royal family what was that like working with the royal family because you know in america we're obsessed with the royal
1: family (laughs) (laughs) yeah so so this story is that um it was years and years ago now maybe like seven or eight years ago um, Her Royal Highness Princess Anne opened a new campus at the University of Southampton where um, I was managing their social media and yeah it was kind of a crazy experience there's such a buzz around campus because everyone's like oh there's someone with a royal family member coming and, and there's so much um, prep and everything that goes into the schedule of when they'll arrive down to the minute and when the car pulls up and there's lots of like you know don't stand too close or don't do this or all of those things. And um, it was just so much fun. We were live tweeting the event that she was at and, and she's got such an interest in kind of science and engineering anyway, which was the new campus that was being opened for the universities. So I think it was a, a nice fit, but with any event where you're live posting and you've literally got a second to get a really good photo or video for social, and then you have to write the caption then and there and hit post and is it such a sort of high profile event? um there's a degree of stress that goes into it as well, for sure.
0: Oh, yeah. I can't even imagine that. Wow. <laughs> know,
1: yeah.
0: So let's see. In 2018, you were nominated Female Entrepreneur of the Year by TMC. What an honor.
1: Yeah. It was, yeah. It, and it's funny to um, look back on things like that. Cause I was having this conversation the other day with, with one of our clients. And the founder at that um, team was saying that, he finds it so difficult as an entrepreneur to actually focus on achievements because he'll write down all these goals that he wants to meet, and then as soon as they happen, he's kind of like happy for five seconds and then on to the next thing straight away. So yeah, I haven't thought about that one in a while, but it was a really fun thing to be nominated for for sure. And I'm very passionate about how we can empower more female entrepreneurs to, um, you know, feel like it's something that they can do and that they can be confident in, but also how we can get you know, more funding and things like that for female founders because it's such an unequal space at the moment. So, yeah, it's such a good thing to be part of that one.
0: Yeah. So what would you say to, you know, a a woman who is struggling with her business and, you know, what advice can you give?
1: I would say, firstly, take a, you know, 10-minute break out of the day and um, write down everything that you know that you're really good at that is your area that you just absolutely excel in and you love to do it and then write down all of the struggles that you're having and the kind of skill sets that they relate back to because it you know having issues in your business that could be such a wide range of things it could be finances and not having the funding it could be sales and needing to improve sales skills it could be feeling really overwhelmed and needing to delegate more Um, But if you identify what those things are, you can then see, okay, what are the areas that I'm really good at, and that's something I should be doing, and where actually should I be bringing in a team and people who can help me um, to to get that done. So that's what I'd say to the the business part of the question. But as being a woman in business, um, I'd say don't let anyone make you feel lesser than them because you're not a man in business there's a crazy lexicon around how we refer to female entrepreneurs as you know like girl boss or CEO was one I saw on LinkedIn the other day which I was like oh that's the worst and (laughs) you'd never hear someone say you know he's a male entrepreneur or he's a male CEO or he's a male boss or, or all these things that we say about women so yeah just I'd say Uh, be aware of the differences that there are, but don't approach it from a point of view where, um, you know, other people are trying to put you in that box that you should be in. I think we just need to break free of all of that.
0: Yeah, for sure. For sure. And I guess for me, like I've always been an entrepreneur and I've always done things and I've, I've never even, it never even crossed my mind that, that there is different boxes for entrepreneurs. Like it was Mm -hmm. not even in my awareness. You know, I started my first company in 1998 and I was a women-owned business and was trying to get in with, you know, the federal government. And I didn't even, I had, I didn't even, I was so, it was just not even in my awareness that there weren't that many women-owned businesses. (laughs) I was, Mm. yeah.
1: I think it's almost one of those things that when you look at the statistics for it and you think about it too deeply, it, it kind of becomes this big, depressing ominous thing but if you just go into it with like okay that's obviously something on the periphery that you know some people might treat you differently because you're a woman's business but that it's going to happen in life generally isn't it it's not just um business or it's day to day that that will be a factor and obviously there's so many extra you know levels to it in terms of like intersectionality and and how we sort of think about that with business so yeah it's a a tough one and but something that i think um there's more instances where I felt it at the start of business, I'd say like when we were smaller and when we hadn't achieved so much. Now I think it's something I feel less because I think you can rely more on, you know, the clients that you've had or, um, the things that you've done and it maybe becomes less of a thing that people focus on.
0: Hmm. So what was there a pivotal moment in your, when you were starting your business? Where you were like, "Wow, this is actually happening." <laughs>
1: um, yeah, I mean, so many, and I feel like even, you know, yesterday I probably had a, a moment where I was like, "Oh, cool, this is happening." Because if you're if you're doing it right in business and you're growing at um, you know a reasonable rate, there's so many moments where something there's this meme that I saw that really (laughs) relates to this, that the sound is Kim Kardashian talking. And she says something like, yesterday I thought that nothing made sense. And then I woke up today and everything made sense. And then in an hour I'll be like, wait, that thing didn't make sense. And I'm like, that's so true about running a business because (laughs) you learn so much stuff at such a fast pace. And then something else will happen. Like you have a new client or a new problem or a new team member. And there's another area that you need to kind of upskill yourself on. Um, but the, the times when uh, early on, I thought, wow, this is happening, were when we would win bigger client projects and we'd get busier and you see sort of the monthly income go up and up with uh, proof of concept of like, okay, this could be a, a business that, you know, makes money and, and can last for a little while rather than at the start when it's just you and you're like, oh my goodness, where is the next invoice <laughs> coming from?
0: <laughs> yeah, it can be a little stressful
1: yeah definitely
0: (laughs) so how do you handle your stress
1: um with mixed success probably depending on how stressful the situation is but for me resilience is the most important skill that you can have as a business owner there's no way that you can mitigate against stressful situations but you can change how you handle and respond to those situations and resilience is something I think you only get from practice. It's only after you've had several stressful situations that you actually have more of a perspective when something stressful happens to be able to think to yourself, okay, well it's not as stressful as the last stressful thing. So then you know that you can handle this new problem that's been thrown your way. Um, obviously things like you know taking time out for you, going for a walk deep breath, having a bath, like there's so many physical things that you can do to reduce stress. For me, it's a mix of that, but also just that resilience of thinking to yourself, okay, I've done so much before and overcome so much up until this point. So hopefully that makes the challenge that's in front of you feel a little bit more manageable.
0: Yes, I love it. I love talking about resilience because you're right. It's something Mm. that, it's a skill that everybody needs to have. And it's something that, you know gets strong it gets stronger and stronger and stronger the more you're dealing with those situations that's great yeah
1: exactly yeah
0: that's awesome is there anything else that you want to share with the audience that you haven't we haven't talked about
1: if anyone would like to know more about what we do or or get some help with their social media um or even jump on a free call and have the consultation with us, then I'd love to chat to any listeners and hear more about them and their businesses. So you can find our website at www.untappeddigital.co, or you can search for me personally on social, on Instagram, I'm at Corey F. Jones, and on LinkedIn, you'll find me, Corey Jones, if you search me, I'll pop up there.
0: Awesome. And then they'll be able to, if they go to your website, they can schedule the free consult with you there?
1: Yeah, perfect, yeah.
0: Excellent. Well, Corey, it was so, so great talking with you and learning about everything that you're doing. You're a really great example to so many women out there, and I really appreciate your time.
1: Thank you so much. It was such a pleasure. Thanks for
0: having me. I really enjoyed hearing Corey's journey and how she overcame some challenges and things being a female entrepreneur because I've certainly been there myself. So I will put Corey's website in the show notes. So thank you so much for listening today. You can learn more about me at my website at www.sandyscarlotta.com. And as always, I hope that you and your family are safe and healthy and that your lives are filled with peace, joy, and happiness. Take care, everyone.